Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you again for joining with me. And as always, uh, take a moment and share about these times with other folks. Invite them to join us. Uh, maybe even sit down and talk with some folks about some things, you know, something that you may not have known or that the Word said or something that you think, I'm not sure that's what that's about or what. <laughs> I may have one of those right now, okay? A uh, little thing that just sort of leapt out at me a few weeks ago as I was studying uh, this portion of the Scripture, John 8, and uh, I just found it sort of interesting. You know, when I study, uh, I'm looking at the Scripture, and I have it on a computer screen, so I'm using a computer right now to record this. And, uh, and I've actually got the scripture up on the computer screen. And I will have anywhere from three to four different translations, English translations of the scripture up here. And the reason I do that is the different translations uh, emphasize different things. Now, uh, all English translations are better than nothing, okay? But some are better than others. And so it's good to compare things. So what I've got in front of me is I've got a King James, also known as the Authorized Edition, right? Got a new American Standard, which is one that I've been using, gosh, since the 80s, I guess, something like that. The English Standard Version, which is a newer translation. I think it came out in the mid-90s, something like that. And then one called the Lexham uh, Translation, which is what the uh, Bible software Logos uses. So anyway, I have these just side by side, you know, you sort of scroll through in a parallel type of thing. And the reason I'm telling you that is I want to pick up where we left off in the last episode. If you remember, we were at the end of John chapter 8. And Jesus had been having a very confrontive uh, time right here with the religious rulers. And he had told them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. New American Standard says before Abraham was born, I am. All the other translations say before Abraham was, I am. And what Jesus was saying was that before Abraham even existed, I was. And he was equating himself and declaring himself to be the great I am. Now, folks, this goes into some stuff that is absolutely amazing. And things that really I've been learning in the last year or so, okay, things I've been learning in the last year or so about uh, the divine Godhead, the divine nature of God, and what you see and how God reveals himself, particularly in the Old Testament, because that's the perspective from which these folks would have been receiving this. When he said, I am, they're thinking about how God called himself, I am, in uh, the encounter of the burning bush with Moses. And that's absolutely correct. That's what Jesus was saying. But you see in the Old Testament, you see Yahweh the Father, you see the Father, but then you also see uh, this other, uh, for lack of a better term, a Yahweh that comes on the earth type of thing, uh, the angel of the Lord. And then you see several passages where they are together and distinct, and yet they are one. Well, from our New Covenant perspective, our understanding through the, the New Testament and what we know on this side of glory now, we're able to explain a good bit of that, that this is the triune nature of God. This is the Godhead of God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. That word Godhead is a word that has been excised from all the modern translations, I think, to our loss. And that's one of the reasons I keep the King James open over here to where I can see certain things like that, okay? Now, when Jesus said that I am the great I am, that before Abraham was born, I am, 
the Jews knew what he was saying. So let me read the last verse of chapter 8 again. It's verse 59, and listen to what it says in the New American Standard. Therefore, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Okay, so when they picked up those stones to throw at him, they were declaring, and they're in the temple area. Okay, I'm not sure where you're finding stones in the temple. I don't know if it's little pebbles or if they had stones there for some purposes or whatever it was. And they were going to judge him immediately in the temple area. Okay, uh, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Look what the ESV says. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself. And went out of the temple. Okay. The Lexman says this. Then they picked up stones in order to throw them at him. But Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple courts. It's a little different twist right there on the, uh, NS, uh, the New American Standard, the ESV. It said that Jesus hid himself. The Lexman says that Jesus was hidden. If you're just reading that, you sort of lose the idea that he was hiding himself. Okay, but, but he's hidden nonetheless, and he went out of the temple, out of the temple courts. Now listen to the authorized version. Listen to the King James. Then they took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. That is the reason that I have three or four or five or six or whatever it is, translation sitting on my computer screen when I'm studying as to where I can see some things like this. Did you catch what was said? They took up stones and to cast at him, okay? All four translations agree upon that. But Jesus hid himself, okay? He was hidden in some form or fashion. Three of them sort of emphasize the fact that he hid himself. Okay, great. They agree on that. And went out of the temple. They all say that. But only the King James has the next phrase, which was not in the other three, saying this going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Jesus hid himself and literally went through the midst of them and passed by. You know, the only way to really read this, well, let me go ahead and bring this out. Uh, when it says that he, that he hid himself, it's the Greek word uh, krypto, and it means this. To hide, to conceal, in the midst to hide oneself, to be hidden. It means to hide oneself literally in the midst of. I think Jesus hid himself and walked right through the middle of the people. He walked right through them, and they did not see him. You actually see, as I said in the last episode, several times when this type of thing happened, when uh, he was in his hometown, and they threatened to throw him over a cliff. And they had him, and were dragging him to the cliff, and then it says, and then he passed through the midst of them because it was not his time. Okay, he just Something happened where he was empowered to be set free and just passed through the midst. Right here, the passing through the midst of them, he was hidden. I think God enabled Jesus to hide himself, and he walked right out through the middle of it. Well, does that mean that he was running away, that he was fleeing, that he was scared? Well, nobody wants to get killed ahead of your time. Nobody wants to get killed to start with. But let me just read the next verse or two, and we'll pick this up next time, okay? The next verse is John chapter 9, verse 1. As he passed by, as he passed by where? 
Well, remember, there's no chapter division. There's no verse division, okay? In the original, we just do that for our benefit, which is helpful, no doubt. As he passed by, as he passed by these people, as he's walking through these people, as he's walking out of the temple courts, as he passed by, he saw a blind man from birth. Now, his disciples, the next verse says, the disciples ask him, they want to ask him a question. So his disciples were with him at this point in time. Okay, the disciples were, were with him right then. And so was he passing through and he wasn't seen and he gets on the outside and the, the disciples join him at some point in time? Likely. Was it just that he was protected and nobody could touch him and he passed it? Well, perhaps. We simply don't know. We do know this, that Jesus hid himself. He hid himself and then walked through the midst of them. And as he passed by and as he was going out of the temple, he saw a man blind from birth. How do I know he was outside the temple when this happened? Because the blind man wouldn't have been allowed in the temple proper because of his infirmity. We'll pick up the account of the blind man next time, okay? Because it continues uh, the discussion, the dialogue, the friction between the truth that Jesus was proclaiming and what he was manifesting in the deeds he was doing and the, what the religionists did. We'll see more about that later. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you then.